Hello, everyone, and welcome to a Let's Be Heard for Thursday, June 2nd, 2022. I'm Micah Chopley. How's everyone doing? How's everyone doing out there? Okay, yesterday I promised, and get right to it, no small, we're not going to do any small talk tonight, at least not at the beginning. Um, yesterday I promised to play, and I'm sure many of you have heard this, the Justin Trudeau announcement about the legislation to put a freeze on any sale or trade or whatever. Of uh, of handguns, of any kind of gu- handgun, basically, not just not we're talking about assault weapons. We're talking about handguns. Even those little, you know, those little pistols the grannies put in the pocketbook just in case someone tries to mug them or rob them, which is happening more and more now. And I told you I wanted to play. This is only about thirty seconds, but listen to his voice. Listen to the cadence. Listen to the very, 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 you know, controlled way he speaks. To make it look like he's a normal, sane man. You know, very, very level-headed, moderate man. But, of course, when you hear the words and what he's done and what he's trying to do in Canada, you know he's anything but a moderate. He's an extreme leftist. An extreme leftist commie who wants to control everyone's every everyone's moves. Your every move in Canada. And the people there have been, except for this little outcry for a month or so, towards the end of the two years of torture... In Canada, in Ottawa, with the trucker protest, Canadians just took it lying down. Here, here's, here's Justin Trudeau. Listen for yourself. We're introducing legislation to implement a national freeze on handgun ownership. What this means is that it will no longer be possible to buy, sell, transfer, or import handguns anywhere in Canada. In other words, we're capping the market for handguns. Well, it wasn't even 30 seconds, was it? And if you don't see the video, if you haven't seen the video, they're all standing behind him, his Liberal Party members, all masked up. Every, every single one of them has a mask as though this is April of 2020, not May or June of 2022. We're capping... Which means we're capping the market for handguns. Now he used the same, he used the same cadence, the same calm cadence, the same calm, controlled way of speaking and volume. Which underneath it, of course, which is all very passive aggressive, to talk about lockdowns. To talk about lockdowns. Canadians will not be able to go out. Canadian. Our restaurants and bars will be closed. This is a mask mandate. You must wear a mask anywhere indoors. If you do not get the vaccine and the boosters, you will not be allowed to fly in Canada. If you don't have the vaccine, you can't come in. It's the same cadence he uses for everything. What it is, though, it's an incredible communist. It's a it's a method he learned from the communists that you don't you don't need to scream these kinds of things, right? You can sound very sane, and you can sound very calm. Yet, what you're doing is basically controlling the people. You are the government. You are the power, and you are controlling the people. You are saying you must wear a mask. You can't. You have. You must close your business. You cannot make a living. You cannot make a living. You cannot make a living. Now you cannot own a gun. You cannot protect yourself. So it's total government control over the people, over the will of the people, over the lives of the people. And we know from lockdowns and mask mandates and vaccines how many 
How many people, millions of people were killed, the whole world, across the whole world, people have been killed because of lockdowns, because of mandates, vaccine mandates, forced vaccinations, forced medical procedure. People have gotten ill from it. They've died from it. The lockdown killed millions and millions of people around the country. We know all this. This is all known, okay? They might not want to speak about it, but it's known. And now what he's going to do, he's going to hurt more Canadians. More Canadians will die because you will see violence going up. Once the criminals, even though there isn't quite the criminal element in that country, although the country is only a tenth of the size of this one, it's hard. People like to compare the United States and Canada, but you really can't. I mean, they have 35 million. We have 330 million. And so, of course, they have many more small towns. We have many more big cities with millions and millions of people. You know, Toronto's got about what? About two and a half, three million. Montreal's got a million and a half, two million, and that's about it. And Vancouver's got about a half a million, right? Then you have smaller cities like Calgary and Edmonton, but you can't compare them. You can't compare them to Los Angeles or Chicago or New York. So, of course, there's going to be less crime, and there is less crime in Canada. But now crime's going to go up. Whatever crime number they have now, trust me, it will go up. Because now the criminals will be emboldened. They'll say, oh, my God, we're the, we're, we know where to, we have the guns or we know where to get them on the black market. But the, the, the average citizen, the law-abiding citizen who follows the laws in order to get guns can't do it anymore. So what is, is going to happen? What is going to happen, Justin Trudeau, is the criminals are going to take over. The criminals are going to take over because the innocent people, the victims, cannot protect themselves anymore. Oh, that's it. Justin Trudeau won't have to worry about that. Oh, that voice. Oh, God. T- to me, it's like fingernails on a chalkboard. It really is. And this, it is so overly controlled that there's is an insanity to it, right? There's an insanity to it. It's overly controlled voice, which is more of a performance than anything else. A normal human being can't speak. Was he talking like that when he was a boxer? It's impossible. I hope for a very fair fight. Fair fight, put up your fist. I mean, come on now. This is ridiculous. And this is, this is the thing that runs the country of Canada. This is the thing that runs the country of Canada, this dictator. So, despite the insanity, anti-science, Pro-crime. That's what Justin Trudeau and his party is anti-science, pro-crime, just like the Democrats in this country are anti-science and pro-crime. This is what we're dealing with now. This is what the people of Canada have to deal with. And they don't have the, once again, they don't have the protections of the Constitution and the Second Amendment. And like I said, I don't know with the legislation what will happen. I don't know what the courts can do. I don't know about that much about Canada where I can tell you how that's going to play out. I know he doesn't have a majority government, so I don't know. I know he lost in the last election more seats, so I don't know how it's going to play out. And I don't know how their courts would respond if this legislation passed. But there before the grace of God go we. Luckily, we have this Constitution. We have this Second Amendment. Once again, and I've said this a million times and I'm going to continue saying it because the left likes to say, Oh, yeah, yeah, gun lover, yeah, gun fetish. You got a fetish. Well, no, because I was totally anti-Second Amendment up until about two and a half years ago when COVID happened. Then I saw what happened in countries like China, like Australia, where they took the guns away recently. And what the government was able to do to their people for years, what they did to their businesses there, what they did to their livelihoods, what they did to their people's psyches, what they did to their mentally and physically. And what China's still doing, right? What they're still doing in Shanghai, just look at those images of those nutty 
government operatives in white, in those stupid white suits. Do you know the other day someone put up a video, a friend of mine, you've seen the guy who calls himself domestic terrorist on Twitter who's been on this show several times. He put up a video of (laughs) this lunatic government official in that white suit, hazmat suit in China now, not two and a half years ago, now, swabbing the, the, the tire of a truck, supposedly to see if there's any COVID on the tire of the truck. This is how fucking insane these people are. They're nuts. They're nuts. They're absolutely insane. So this is what they have to deal with in China. And you see these, these, these police in these white hazmat suits rounding up people, right? Just pushing them around, knocking them down. The people have no way to defend themselves. Because they have no Second Amendment. And not that they would have to. You see, if they had the Second Amendment, they're not going to do it. The police there aren't going to get into a gunfight with these people. Just a deterrent of knowing these people can be armed and can protect themselves from the tyranny of the government, they wouldn't do what they're doing, which is why they won't do that here. Believe me, people, if they could do that here, you and I know they would do that here. But they can't do it here. Now, they can't do it in Canada because there have been guns. I think they, you know, there, there are plenty of guns in Canada. Now, Justin Trudeau, seeing that, would like to end that so that he can do the next time what they're doing in China. He could do ten times worse than he did to the already submissive Canadian people now because they won't have guns anymore. They won't have a way to protect themselves from the tyranny of the government. I used to be the uh, – talk to my friends. I used to be the exact opposite on this, and we're talking just 2019 all right. I used to say, well, this is ridiculous. My friends on the right, people I know on the right say they want the Second Amendment to protect themselves from the tyranny of the government. I'm thinking, what are they, crazy? That might have worked in 1800, but now the government has drones and they can drone strike you. And the military is so powerful. And I just think, but how, so how would they think with their guns they're going to protect themselves from this current 21st century government? You know, not the 16th century or the 17th century government, but the, the 21st century government. Well, I've come around to thinking that was the wrong way of thinking about it. Because the average policeman or the average person in the military, first of all, they don't want to fight their citizens because their citizens are them, right? Their brothers, their sisters. But also that's not their job. That's not what they're getting paid not that much for. So just a deterrent of knowing the people are armed, why would an average policeman or even an average person in the military want to take that chance in their own country? And of course, the government's not going to drone their own people. That's ridiculous. Even even that would get bad press, I think, on CNN and MSNBC. So you see, just a deterrent of having guns prevents the government, the the people in power in this government, now the, the liberal Democrats, from taking over total control or the Liberal Party of Canada, run by Trudeau, of taking over total control. So Justin Trudeau would like to do that. Now, once again, the left, the extreme loony left, does not let any tragedy go without getting something out of it. And so Justin Trudeau with the COVID, and this, this country here, the Democrats with the COVID, they, they use the tragedy to do things they've always wanted to do. Now, Justin Trudeau has always wanted to do this gun thing because he couldn't find a mass shooting like there was in Texas and Canada, he used the mass shooting in, in Texas, here in this country, 
to do this gun legislation, which he wants because he wants the guns out of the hands of the people so that he can have more control over them. So the government can – he was waiting for this. In fact, I can, I can imagine there was a conversation probably not too long ago where he said, look at what we were able to – look at what we were able to do with COVID. When the next mass shooting happens in the States, we'll use that to do gun legislation. You, you could see that conversation taking place if he even talks that way in private. And so he just was waiting for this. This is why it's so absurd. People are like, wait a minute. Justin Trudeau's using – there was a mass shooting in Texas, which is as far away from Canada in this country you can get other than Florida. And, and they're doing gun legislation there? Yes, because he was just waiting for any opportunity, any opportunity. He probably hoped it had happened in his country. It would make more sense. But he knew it would most likely happen here before there. And so he was just waiting, just waiting for it. And it happened, and now – He's doing – he's trying to do his legislation when he ha- feels he has some momentum behind it, the ca- catalyst to do it. So this is what we're dealing with. We're dealing with extreme evil here, folks. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine earlier today, a nice 20-something-year-old chap who I've been – I've known since he was probably 13. And uh, we were talking about conspiracy theories. And you know, I know some people who believe these mass shootings are conspiracy theories. I have trouble buying into that. Look, I know what the government's capable of. I know what the CIA is capable of. I know they are able to put, they're able to kill people, put them in witness protection programs, all that stuff. I know what the government's capable of. You've listened to the show. I'm not a naive person. I don't trust the government at all. I have trouble making the leap that they could orchestrate something like these things are orchestrated. There's just too many elements, and all you would need is one whistleblower, right? All you need is one person. I mean, there are a couple of ways we can look at this. We can look at it as these things happen. They just happen. And what happens is, is real, 100%, nothing, nothing off about it. Whatever we see is what it is. What you see is what is. Okay. So there's, one, there's three ways looking at these things. That's one way. Okay. And I'm going to get to my point in a second, why I'm talking about this. Then there's the second way of looking at these things, which is that they happen, they're real, but the government orchestrates it. In order to get their narrative pushed. In other words, we need, to, we need to get gun control. We're a few months away from an election. We need to get gun control back out there again. We need to do something like this to bring it to the forefront and finally get something to get done. Once again, a tragedy, using a tragedy to get our agenda pushed. So it really happens, but, but it's orchestrated by Big Brother. And then there's a third way, which is the most conspiratorial way of all of them, which is that it's totally faked. They're all crisis actors. It's not real. Once again, all done to push a narrative, push their agenda. And uh, it's, all, it's all fake. Everything you're seeing is fake. And even the media is in on it. So those are three ways to look at these things, right? What you see is what you get. It's obviously, it's real, but the government's behind it, or it's not real at all. And it's orchestrated. So I know people on all sides here. I know people who believe in one theory, one theory, two, and theory three. Obviously, the overwhelming majority of Americans believe in theory one, right? What you see is what you get. So we were talking about this, and we we're just talking about, you know, as a form of entertainment, right? Once again, I, 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 it's tough for me. I, I think the, the reality of all situations in this country, everything we see on the media, everything that happens here. It's not exactly what you see is what you get, but it's also not as totally phony. You know, I, I can't take either side because I don't, I don't trust the media. I don't trust the government. 
But I also don't think that conspiracy theories are real. You know, the, the real out there conspiracy theories. And there are people who are listening now probably like, Mike, no, it's all real. Be quiet. And there are probably people listening now who say, Mike, it's all fake. Are you stupid? So but once again, I can't, I can't subscribe to either of those, you know? I think it falls somewhere in between in a way of what we see is exactly what's happening. And it's also, you know, it's totally, you know, not real. Meaning you can't, I, I, you can't trust the government. I just don't trust the government. And I, I know what they're capable of. And we can't come at these things from a naive point of view. And so knowing what the government is capable of and, and, the, and the power they have, you can't trust them when it comes to responding to anything, when it comes to responding to COVID, when it comes responding to a mass shooting, when it comes responding to whatever it may be. And so I was trying to you know, discuss this with my friends said, look, I don't trust, after COVID, I don't know how you can trust the government. If you trust them 100% in February of 2020, I don't know how in June of 2022, you can still trust them like that. Okay? You can't. You cannot do it. And you know, there have been many times throughout history where the government has planted someone like in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a much smaller setting than a mass shooting, let's say a riot, and they'll put people in there to, to instigate, right? That's known. In fact, it's been proven. The FBI has done that, right? They put people in there to instigate. They did it back in the 60s with the Civil Rights Movement, right? To, get, to, make, the, to, to make Martin Luther King look bad, you know, uh, to make his movement look bad, to make the Civil Rights Movement look bad. They did it. The FBI did it. J. Edgar Hoover did it. So we know what the government's capable of, and that was a half, over a half century ago when things were a lot less cynical than they are now. When I believe there are a lot fewer evil people than there are now. So we know what they're, we know what they're capable of. And so, getting back to my original point, Mike, what was your original point? You went off on a tangent. Well, my original point, once again, is the guns and having a way to defend ourselves against the tyranny of the government, which was the fundamental reason the fundamental reason the Founding Fathers put it in there. The fundamental reason the Founding Fathers put it in there was to, so the people can protect themselves from the tyranny of the government and the Founding Fathers were the government. Think about that. Think about the selflessness of the Founding Fathers being the government, setting up this new government, right? The ones in power. They have the power to write what they want, to create the government they want. And they said... We're going to do this because we believe in the right of the average person, the citizen, to protect themselves from the tyranny of the government, whether it's us or a future – the future government of this country. And so you know, we have Joe Biden out there saying idiotic things that make no sense, like you couldn't have a cannon. Well, you could have a cannon. In fact, it was legal. Historians will tell us it was legal to have a cannon back then. Yet he says, oh, the Second Amendment is not absolute. You couldn't have a cannon. You could. He says things that makes absolutely no sense. They're just, I say they're lies, but he's just out of it. So he thinks it's the truth, but it's not. You could have a cannon. Absolutely. So you can't have a cannon now, I don't think, but you could have a cannon then. So it's actually gotten stricter now. There were no gun laws back then, people. There were no gun laws when the Constitution was written. Now there are gun laws. Chicago's got them. Look at them. New York's got them. 
Look at them. Try to get a try to get a carry permit here in San Francisco or in Los Angeles, Chicago, New York, or any big city run by Democrats. Try it. Try to get a carry permit. Try to be able to have a gun on you when you're in the streets. Legally. Nearly impossible. Through so many hoops, like I've said before, you have to really prove that you need it to protect yourself, that your life's in danger. Or, of course, you'd be a law enforcement official. You know, or it could be a security guard, armed security guard, something to do with the law, right? You have to have a reason, a valid reason to do it. Not like in most places in this country where you can just get a license to carry and carry the damn thing. Whether it's exposed for everyone to see or concealed. And yet look at these places that have these strict laws, the strictest laws. Stricter laws than we ever had 250 years ago for guns or weapons. And yet these are the the most violent cities with the most crime. Why? Come on, it's obvious. It's obvious. Because the criminals don't care about the laws. Criminals don't care about laws, liberals. They don't care about the laws. And the liberals say, oh, but we still need laws, though. Just because the criminals don't care doesn't mean we, we got them. We got them. And look what happens. So to trust this government on anything is just impossible for me. I cannot trust this government at all, at all anymore. And they don't even pause to use a tragedy to push a narrative anymore, right? As soon as it happened in Texas, Democrats right on the, right on the money. Trudeau right on the money, right? Just like they were with COVID. It took no time to lock down. No time. Okay? Can you remember back... Two plus years ago, almost two and a half years ago, March 1st, COVID hit by March 15th, everyone was locked down. It took no time to lock down. They had it ready to go. So the evil that the government can do and has the power of doing is beyond, even beyond our comprehension. I, don't, I couldn't even talk about a lot of it because I don't know a lot of it because they have so much secretive power. You know, and... Uh, but like I said, we need a you. You, you kind of have to bring sanity into it. You know, well, who is that guy who did that late night overnight show? Art Bell. Art Bell did it from Pahrump, Nevada. Because I lived in Vegas and I did radio on KXNT in Vegas, and I know Pahrump is very close to Vegas. And I remember Art Bell was big that time, and they'd always talk. And Art Bell would always say something like, "I have a gun." I think he was telling the truth. I have a gun sitting next to me. Right? He had a gun on his table. Like I'm, I'm doing this on a table right now. He had a gun. <laughs> Right there, in case the government would break into his, because he had such a powerful voice, you know, because he was on the radio five nights a week, in case they want to kill him, he'd have a gun right there in the middle of the desert, in the middle of nowhere. So, you know, I think that is going a little too far. Um, But he was afraid of the power the government had to shut him up, to, to silence him. Now, of course, I would never go that far. I don't, I don't think I would ever go that far. But the, the distrust in the government has only grown since then. I mean, this is the 90s, and, and the, gov- the distrust in the government has only, has only grown since then. So that's my point. You know, that's my point. And, and Joe Biden is the old, you know, grandpa. Um, luckily, that act has worn off. People don't even like him anymore. They used to like him, and he'd get things done. He'd be able to push legislation because people liked him. Now people don't even like him anymore. And then he got Justin Trudeau with his very calm, controlled voice. 
you're a young guy, decent looks, blah, 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 you know, which makes it dangerous because so many people vote based on that. People vote based on, oh, Grandpa Biden, I like him. Oh, Justin Trudeau, such a nice, soft, soft voice, good-looking young guy, I'll vote for him. This is how people vote. This is how Canadians vote. Many of them are as dumb as Americans, as naive, as ignorant as Americans. So you cannot... I think the theme of this show, which I didn't expect, but it is the distrust of the government. You need a healthy, an extremely healthy dose of distrust. It's got to be healthy, though. You don't want to get unhealthy. And look, my friends who I, I know several people who really are totally into the crisis actors, all these things are fake. And I love these people. And I find it very entertaining and interesting and even thought provoking to listen to them. But I think some people when it comes to these things, just to end on this, and I want to talk about a couple of other things quickly, is that these things are so horrible, they're so horrific, people don't want to, a lot of people don't want to believe they happen. It's easier emotionally to believe they're not happening. It's much easier emotionally to believe the government is faking it, right? And all these people are actually alive, have never been killed. Either they, you know, these are fake people who didn't exist or they're in witness protection, whoever it may be, they're not dead. Kids aren't dead. Teenagers in schools aren't dead. People who get shot at a, at, a, at a movie theater aren't dead. It's easier to think about that, right? Think about it that way and be mad at the government. It's all a movie than to actually accept the reality of the situation, which is that horrible things happen. Innocent people die. Anyway, we could talk more about this in the future. Maybe I'll have someone on. Maybe in the future I'll have someone on. I don't like doing conspiracy theory shows. I'm not Alex Jones. I don't like the tinfoil hat. Crap. Maybe I'll have someone on the future who really I, believes in these and is willing to speak about them. That's another thing. You have to, these people have to be willing to speak about them in public and having, you know, hundreds and thousands of people, hundreds or thousands of people listening. Maybe I'll find someone who believes in all these, all these things are fake. They're all conspiracy theories. And we'll have an entertaining show. But for now, let's have a healthy, healthy, healthy distrust of government, as I know everyone who listens to this show has. Which is why we need to keep our guns, and we need the Second Amendment, and we can't let them take the guns away. And it's always the people who know the least about guns who think they know the most. I mean, really, if you're going to talk about this, if you're going to talk about gun control, at least know something about guns. Learn something about the topic you are speaking about. Leah Thomas, that's what I wanted to get to here. Leah Thomas, do you know she's on... uh, the news the other day, and she was talking about, you know, how, how, how you know, the women and trans women in sports and blah, 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 blah. Trans people in sports, men and women. And she was talking about how people don't trans to get into sports. That's not, they don't, they don't do a transition to win in sports. But isn't that what she's doing? And we'll talk about more of this in a future show, but isn't that what she's doing? transitioned, and she's dominating women in sports. So in other words, if it's not about sport, then don't participate or participate with your biological type, men. This is extreme selfishness. There's an extreme selfishness of people who want everything. They want to do the transition, and they also want, I must, I must also dominate women in sport. And, and I must also only swim with women. So I must do the transition, which makes me feel better. And then also I must dominate in sports, which makes me feel better. So she's talking about not having people make her feel bad. Well, how about the women who are feeling bad because she's dominating them in sports? How about all the women who can no longer compete fairly when she is part of it? How about their feelings? 
this is, a, this is an extreme selfishness. It's me, me, me in this country. Which, this is all, all part of the problem with these shootings and everything else that's going on. It's this incredible selfishness. It's all about me, my feelings. I got to feel good. I got to feel like a winner. I got to feel great. Who cares about how anyone else feels? So I find that it's an extreme selfishness. Okay, if you're not doing the transition to dominate women in sports, then don't compete with women. Do your transition. It'll make you feel better mentally and physically. And then don't compete in sports at all or compete with your biological type. Luckily, Thomas is ridiculous. All it looks like to me, all she looks like to me is a man with long hair. A man with long hair. And Caitlyn Jenner was on Fox yesterday saying that even after seven years not seven months or a year, seven years of transitioning, she still feels very much like a biological man in many ways and is very strong and can hit a golf ball, whatever, 300 yards. That stays with you forever, she said. It makes a lot of sense. And in the last minute, I had to rush things in here. I'll talk about this more tomorrow, and I'll have a film review tomorrow also. But uh, I, I did not talk about once. I'm very proud of myself. During the whole trial, I never talked about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Never once, you guys know this, I never once talked about it, but in this last minute, I do want to say that you know that I believe Johnny Depp, some weird thing, right, where he gets 15 million, but she gets 2 million, so why doesn't he just get 13 million, whatever. He's got to get 15 million and give her 2 million back, idiotic, I don't know, but he basically won, he won. They believed him, not her. They believed that she was the abuser, not him, and that her story defamed him and hurt his career. I believe that's the way it goes. You know, it really proves, though, that, you know, this whole idea where women can't be abusers is bullshit, and this blows it out the window. Women can be abusers. And that's, I think, what I want to talk about. I don't want to talk about the sensationalism of it, you know, or, or the two of them, you know, made for each other. A lot of people said they're made for each other. Well, look, a loving, respectful relationship is a lot better than what they had. Obviously, it may have been, I'm sure it was that way at the start, John Waters was on Greg Gutfeld a few weeks ago saying anytime he's seen Johnny Depp with any of the people he's been with through the years, he's always been respectful and a great guy. He's never seen any kind of a violent nature to him. So things just went bad, right? Things just went bad. But the jury believed her, him, not her, that she's the abuser. She's the one who instigated most of it. And it just, it just teaches us what we should know, that this whole Me Too thing is kind of shit. You know, men can be abused, men can be sexually abused, men can be physically abused by other men, and also by women who may be weaker than them physically, but not necessarily emotionally, okay? They could be very dominating emotionally, and that's what the jury saw here. So there is some kind of fairness in the world, I believe, and it comes in this really wacky trial. Okay, more on all this tomorrow, and I'll have my film review tomorrow. Um... That's been our, our, our Thursday show. You've been listening to Unless Be Heard. I'm Mike Chopoli. And remember, always remember, never forget, vote Democrats out of office. Vote them out now. See you tomorrow. <laughs>